Would you join me tonight in the book of Esther, chapter 8? Esther, chapter 8. Lord willing, we'll complete this chapter tonight. But this is some verses. These last two verses are just full and running over. And there's much said in the rest of the scriptures about what took place in this passage of scripture. We re remember why there's joy among the Jews. We have that man Haman taken off the scene. We have Mordecai has been promoted to his position. We have Mordecai going out and demonstrating all that uh, the authority that has been granted to him by the clothes that he's wearing, the crown that he's wearing. And we looked at Mordecai starting off in a, probably a high position in Judah and then demoted by servitude and then exalted again to a high position under Ahasuerus. And we saw a picture there with regard to our Savior, the Lord Jesus, that he was in a very high position. Restore unto me the glory that I had with you before the world was. And I can't even imagine what that is. I'm looking forward to that, having more understanding about it. But then he was demoted in many ways. He came to this sin-cursed earth and took upon himself flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then we find him exalted again to the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Well, the news has been sent out that those Jews that are in the hinterlands spread out across this great, great, huge empire have been given permission to protect themselves. And the news gets out, and there's great joy that they are going to do that. And as a result of that great joy and the news that they get to protect themselves, we find these words, the last two verses of this chapter, chapter 8, verse 16, the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. What a statement. That's almost like joy to the world. <laughs> the Lord has come. There has been uh, deliverance. And then in the next verse, look at this with me. This is where we're going to spend most of our time in looking at this verse in light of other passages of Scripture. And in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them, the reverence of the Jews. Many of the Gentiles became Jews. The title of our message tonight is God Made You a Jew. Has God made you a Jew? All right, let's look at this passage of Scripture. We can easily conceive the joy of the Jews. Doesn't take us very long to read through here and say we can empathize with them. We can relate to that, how joyful it was for them to get good news, just as it was for us to have good news brought to us at a very desperate time in our life when we were without hope and without God and, and uh, without Christ in this world. What is amazing, though, is as we read here, not only was there joy among the Jews, but there were many people in those provinces that became Jews. Now, this is the Word of God. They're not becoming national Jews. They're not becoming religious Jews. They're becoming spiritual Jews. That's the key to this, is that God makes Gentiles spiritual Jews. 
and that they were going to enjoy all the rich blessings that God has for the church. Now, as we look at this, it's just an amazing thing to see this so spread throughout this province, how God worked in his wonderful way there. And we see a foreshadowing of, of this as we step through the scriptures as Gentiles are brought into the church, as Gentiles, you and I. Now, I heard a preacher not too long ago saying that it's not that far back in our genealogies that, well, hardly any of us would say that our forebears were cannibals. But we're not that far away from where we were. I mean, in, off in some place worshiping some stone god, and then we became religious and we started worshiping what we thought was God. And then the Holy Spirit has to come along and save everybody just the same and delivers us from the worship of false gods. Well, turn with me here to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul had much to say on this subject in Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 11. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Now we know what it says there in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. But in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, it says this, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles. Now he's writing to a Gentile church. The, book, the letter to the Ephesians was a letter to Gentile believers. And... The, in time past, Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh and by hands. So it was a term of derision to be a Gentile by when the Jews called you that. That in that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, not one of those folks was not religious. Every one of us are religious by nature. When we say that we're not religious, we're expressing our own religion. So, and now in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who, were, who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Now, there in, uh, there's a uh, drawing of the temple that Mike left up on the pulpit, and in there there's a section, the place where the Gentiles could gather. Well, the Apostle Paul is led by the Holy Spirit to say that wall that was between Jews and Gentiles has been broken down. And when Christ died on the cross and the great uh, covering between the Holy and, and the Holy of Holies was ripped in two, that's for Jews and Gentiles that God has assigned to be saved before the foundation of the world. And then it tells us here in verse 14, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man, so making peace. He's going to make one assembly. Now in heaven, we're not going to be Jews over here, Gentiles over here. Or Methodists over here, well, it's not even going to be that way, is it? It's going to be the church assembled at the feet of Jesus. I had a discussion with a young man today about the church. 
And you know, we may not all assemble here. Not everybody in the world assembles here. Some people assemble down in Papua New Guinea, but every believer assembles at the feet of Jesus. That's where we assemble. And so we have that great gathering of all the people that God has saved in this era that assemble at the feet of Jesus and all those that are dead and they're still assembling at the feet of Jesus and those that are coming will assemble at the feet of Jesus. That's where our assembly is. It says in verse 16 that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which are afar off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens. Now isn't that an interesting word? We're fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. Now when we look at what was taking place there in the Persian Empire, when this news came out, and for fear of the Jews, reverence of the God of the Jews, many became Jews that had been Gentiles. Now they spoke in various languages. They spoke Persian, but all of the others that were there spoke in different languages. But we had one fellowship, and that was always at the feet of Christ. Now, whether they all were actually saved or not, I'm not going to make that statement. But I do find this in the Word of God. They all became, or many became Jews. And we find here what that means. It means that God takes people that are of various strains and bloods and makes them, causes them to bow before him as their savior. He gives them the new birth and they bow before him and we all agree on who is the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no discussion on this matter. There's some things that the new birth fixes for us and there is no discussion on the matter. Now turn with me, if you would, back to the book of, uh, of John. The book of John. Now the Lord Jesus shares an interesting verse, interesting thought with the woman at the well. In John chapter 4, John chapter 4, we read this. Remember, she is a Samaritan. She's half Jew or part Jewish and part Gentile. And the disciples were quite amazed that their master was visiting with her. They're very amazed because this was not common practice. All right. In John chapter 4, verse 21. John chapter 4, verse 21. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh, when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. We worship, you worship, you know not what. Now she thought she had that pretty well figured out. She already said, this mountain. You say in Jerusalem, we say in this mountain. There's a bull over here. That's where we're told to worship. And he says this, we know, ye worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. Now notice the next phrase, for salvation is of the Jews. 
Salvation is of the Jews. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, as we follow this out, we find out that there has been a great happening with this woman, that she has been revealed who this man is, that he is the Messiah. We know when Messiah comes, he'll do great things. And she is caused to know that this is Messiah. And you know what the Lord did for her? He made her a Jew, a spiritual Israelite. Salvation is of the Jews. Turn with me uh, to the book of Galatians for just a moment here. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14. As we think about what happened in that, all those provinces, that many of those Gentiles became Jews. They didn't adopt just the new religion. They were made Jews. And here in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, it says this that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What a blessing that God would include Gentiles. And the prophetic statements are made in the Old Testament that this would happen, that there would be Gentiles in the church. Now, throughout the Old Testament, we have one here, one there, and here, one there, here, one there, once in a while. But now we come down, we find out that God is going to add to the church more Gentiles than national Jews. He's going to add Gentiles, and he's going to make every one of his people spiritual Israelites. They're going to inherit the promises. Let's go on and look at this passage of Scripture, uh, several other verses that go along with this. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of John chapter 9. John chapter 9. As we find that God makes everybody that he ever saved and saves and will save spiritual Israelites, the Israel of God, those who are able to say, he is my God. We are his people. All right. Here in the book of John, chapter 9, John chapter 9, verse 38. John chapter 9 and verse 38. Now, this is the man that was born blind. And Jesus healed him, and he goes through a lot of interrogation at the synagogue. I think it's three, maybe four times he has called before the folks at the synagogue and answers, who healed you? And then his parents are called and says, you know, he was born blind, and how he can see, we don't know. Well, they've kicked him out. They've excommunicated him from the synagogue. And Jesus makes himself acquainted with this person. This is what spiritual Israel will do. This is what true Jews will do. When God acquaints them with the Son, the Lord Jesus, this is what this man said. In verse 36, he said, He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? 
And Jesus said unto him, and right here we have a transaction taking place. A man is born again. He said, and Jesus said unto him, thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. Now this is what will happen by everybody, every Jew, the very next sentence. And he worshipped him. That's what spiritual Israel will do, is worship the Lord. They will worship the king. All of their gods are thrown away, and they will worship him. This is why we know this man is a Jew. He worships the king. He worships the Lord. Now, turn with me to the Old Testament, to the book of Zechariah. In the book of Zechariah, we looked at this some time ago when we were here. In the book of Zechariah, chapter 8, verse 20. The book of Zechariah, chapter 8, and verse 20. This subject comes up here, and we find the subject throughout the Old Testament. What is it? Who is it that actually worship God? You know, those Pharisees that were there interrogating that man born blind, they had no worship for God at all. They insinuated they were without sin. And we know that a sinner cannot heal. And what do they say about the Lord? They had no knowledge of who he was. And yet that man knew who he was by revelation, and he worshipped him. All right. Notice here in the book of Zechariah, chapter 8, and verse 20, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, It shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come and seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall lay hold, or shall take hold out of all languages of nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, Who is the true Jew? <laughs> the Lord. They'll lay hold of him. We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Now, where did they get that? Where did they hear that? Someone had to preach to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they come to Jerusalem, and they come to the Lord of hosts. You know, not very many people even know who the Lord of hosts is. The Lord of armies, the Lord of all the sovereign king. Most people have a God that can't get the job done. If he's trying, if your preacher teaches he's trying, then your preacher's lying. That's all there is to it. He's not trying and never has tried to do anything. So this one, this one that is going to attract great hosts of people, he says, we're going to come to him, lay hold of him, lay hold of the skirt of him. What was it that that man put over Ruth a symbol of the robe of righteousness covered her. This, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. All right, now let's look at Hosea. Hosea, several things are mentioned here in the book of Hosea about Jews. In the book of Hosea, 
In Hosea chapter 1, verse 9. Hosea chapter 1, verse 9. Now, throughout many places in the Old Testament, and we find that the Apostle Paul was led to bring these verses into the New Testament too, about those who are not my people have become my people. Those who were not under the Jewish ordinances, those who were not under the Jewish ark, under the Jewish temple, under all that, not my people, but are now my people. I have made them Jews. I have given them richer blessings than I gave to those national Israelites that died in the wilderness. So here he says in the book of Hosea chapter 1 verse 9, Then said God, call his name Laomi, for ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. Yet the number of all the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. What a statement. You're called the children of God. You've been called out of darkness to his wonderful light. You have been caused to be made Jews. You have been caused to worship the king. You have had the new birth given to you, and the results of that is repentance and faith and worship of Almighty God. And in that same book, the book of Hosea chapter 2, we read these words. Hosea chapter 2 and verse 23. Hosea chapter 2 and verse 23 the scripture saying, I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them that were not my people, thou art my people. And they shall say, thou art my God. I will worship you. You are the only thing worthy of worship. I've been worshiping all kinds of things. Stone fish and idols of all sorts. And then we get to... Uh, Refinement, and we don't worship stones anymore. We worship our will, and we worship our all kinds of stuff. Well, anyway, we have this promise that is made here that those who are not my people shall be my people. God's going to call them out of darkness to his marvelous light. All right, going back to the book of Romans. The apostle Paul was led as he wrote to the book of Romans. Much is said in Romans and in the book of Galatians. And we're going to look at a few verses here. But in the book of Romans... Chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. Romans chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. And here we find that the Apostle Paul is led by the Holy Spirit to say some wonderful things on behalf of the Gentiles, behalf of the church, anybody that God has chosen before the foundation of the world in whatever nationality. Remember that verse of Scripture over in the book of Revelation that talks about He has called us out of every nation, kindred, people, and tongue. Well, there are quite a few that were called out of Gentile nations. And guess what? He made them Jews. And we all get to worship the Lord of glory in his righteousness. We depend upon him, his blood and righteousness alone for all our salvation. Here in the book of Romans chapter 11, it says, And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. What a statement. I wish I could convince people of that, but I can't. But when God convinces them, they'll understand. 
It is not of works, it's of grace. And if it's not of grace, it's of works. But if it, is, if it be of works, then there is no more grace, otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for. Notice the rest of this. But election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. The election hath obtained it. The chosen have obtained it. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, whether they be in Gentile nations, Jewish nations, islands, or wherever. Election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. And let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back alway. What does it say there? But election hath obtained it. Romans chapter 9. Let's just back up to Romans chapter 9. And again, in this wonderful book we have, what is it that God does for us? He makes everybody he ever saves his children, and they are the recipients of every spiritual blessing. And he calls them spiritual Israel, the chosen. You know, Abraham was a Gentile. There's no getting around it. He's called out of Ur of the Chaldees. He's a worshiper of at least a thousand false gods when God called him out. I love what Stephen had to say about his call. The God of glory appeared unto him. It wasn't one of those gods that pointed him out. It was the God of glory that drew him out of there. He was as Gentile as you and I are. And the, those Pharisees said, We be of our father Abraham. Well, truly they were. They were caught in the religious trap that he had been caught in for most of his life until the God of glory appeared unto him and brought him out of that. And then we read that he believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And those guys never got that step. God didn't give it to them. They're still back in Ur of Chaldees with him. All right, here in the book of Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9 verse 25. Romans chapter 9, verse 25 and 26, we read this. As ye, he saith also in Osi, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which were not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said of them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God, Hosea. The apostle Paul was led by the Holy Spirit to go to this passage of scripture to bring this message to the Romans just like he was led to bring that message to the Ephesians that God is going to have a church that he makes up and it's not our church it's his church that we get to be put into the glory that God has you know a wonderful account is found in the book of Acts chapter 10 Cornelius what a statement you know what we have similar to that over in the Old Testament called Jonah. Go, go. Peter is called, you know, 
he had to be twisted around just a little bit too. Jonah had to be twisted around a little bit to go to Nineveh. And Peter had to go be twisted around a little bit to say, don't you dare call anything that I have common or unclean. Now, God made him recognize that this sheet is a representation of the Gentiles, and Peter, you're going to get yourself over there. Well, once he understood that, he got himself over there. Now, all right, Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 and verse 45. Now, there's much has transpired up to this point. And Peter took, you know, the Holy Spirit led him to take some witnesses with him. This is going out on the edge. This is, well, are we supposed to do this or not? And he says, okay, we're going, but I'm taking some folks with me. And here it is. And they of the circumcision, which were believed, what? The Jews, national Jews, Peter, and those that went with him were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. What happened to them? Born again. The gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out on them. And you know what? In whatever language they spoke in, in the very next verse, it wasn't gibberish. It was, I worship God. That man worshiped the Lord. He spoke a language that he had never spoken before, and that was when he worshiped God. In our natural state, we cannot, we're prevented from worshiping God. When we're born again, we speak in a language we've never spoken before, uh, before, and that is we speak worshipfully about God. Oh, our heart has been changed. We've been given a new heart. We've been given an ability to say things about God that we would have never agreed with before. Oh, he's sovereign, all right, as that preacher told me, if you let him. Oh, boy, that's real sovereign. Well, he believed that. You know what? He had, didn't have one word of worship of God in that. But God gives his people the ability to worship God, a language we've never spoken. All right, let's follow this down. Turn with me, if you would, to the, again to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. Romans and Galatians spends... Uh, much is written in there about this very subject. Romans, Galatians chapter 3, verse 6 through 9. Now remember where Abraham came from. If we go over to the book of Joshua, we find out that Joshua <coughs> tells us the history of Abraham. He dwelled on the other side of the flood. And he worshipped false gods. But God came to him. And you know what? Abraham got to speak spiritual language. Praise unto God. And it says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith are the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. Who's that? Gentiles. 
through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So Abraham was able to declare exactly what went on in those provinces of Persia. Every nation will be blessed by the gospel of God's free and sovereign grace. In this, in this book of Galatians, chapter th uh, verse 13 of the same chapter, excuse me, Christ hath redeemed us. Verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for as it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the, what? The Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the matter of men, though it be of a man's covenant, yet it is confirmed that no man disannulleth nor addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not as to seeds, as many, but as to one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Now we're blessed in that seed. We're blessed in the seed of the promise. And in chapter 3 and verse 29, we read this, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. God makes his people Jews. Everyone, spiritual Israel, we have the ability of worshiping a God that we did not know by nature. We have the privilege of worshiping God in the new birth that we could not worship before. We have the ability of saying things to God that we could not get our tongue around before. We're given a new language, and it's a spiritual language to worship God. They that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. It's not gibberish. It is the language that God speaks to us. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Luke 13. There's an interesting passage of Scripture here in the sense of how this person is identified. In Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Luke chapter 13 and verse 10. There is a woman that had an infirmity for 18 years. Now, we used this at the VA. We didn't go clear to the end. Maybe I should have, but maybe another time. But there's a woman that had an infirmity for 18 years. Verse 12, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. She had no participation in this. She's a recipient of the grace of God. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and what? worshiped God, glorified God, whatever you want to term it. This is new language to her. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. Now, every time he did this, he did it on purpose. He never did anything without a purpose. And every time he healed on the Sabbath day, he did it on purpose so that he could raise the indignation of those who he did not know they worshipped a God they did not know. Now notice verse 15. The Lord then answered and said, Thou hypocrite, 
Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, now notice what he refers to her as, being a daughter of Abraham. A daughter of Abraham. What's that make her? Whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And all people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done to him. Now they were not ashamed and said, Lord, forgive me. I'm. They were ashamed. They got caught in his... Anyway, did you notice that? Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? Now let's go over to the book of Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. And there in verse 5. This is Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, you know, he was short. He's up in the tree. Lord called him down. He came down. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said unto him, uh, Zacchaeus, make haste and, I, and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And if you'll notice in verse 9. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. John chapter 4. We're going to go revisit a place we just visited, because the Lord said, Salvation is of the Jews to so that woman. In verse 38 of this John chapter 4 it says I, I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor other men labor and you entered into the labors and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me all that ever I did so when the Samaritans were come unto him they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode with them two days and many more believed because of his word and said unto the woman now we believe not because of thy saying for we have heard him ourselves and know this is what indeed the Christ the Savior of the world these Samaritans will never go worship a bull again they found out that salvation is of the Jews. And they would say, yea and amen. It's God, the Heavenly Father. All right. And a couple more verses. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law. But to that also which is of faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all. 
as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom ye believe, he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who also hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. What a wonderful thing happened in all those provinces of Persia. Over a hundred provinces as the word went out and many. Let's just go over there and read that last verse of the eighth chapter of the book of Esther. Esther chapter eight. Esther chapter eight. And there the last verse, verse six, 17, verse 17. As the word went out, the news went out by posts, by the commandment of the king, to the glory of God, and by the, the Mordecai's advice, it says, in, in every province, in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came. Isn't that interesting? Wherever the word is sent out, appointed by God to be effectually used, the Jews had joy and gladness in the feast and a good day, and many of the people of the land became Jews. If they became true Jews, who was their father? Abraham. In him all nations of the world would be blessed. The gospel was preached unto Abraham as well as unto us, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. We'll stop there for tonight.